Chargers win! Chargers win! Chargers win! Oh yeah, that is the sound of uh, Matt Money Smith uh, giving out that Chargers win. Uh, welcome in, guys. It is July thirteenth. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast. Uh, sitting to my left, I've got Robbie Larson, our stats guru, and across the table from me, our film god. We've got Adam Sidek. Guys, how's it going? It's going good. We're in a new uh, new studio. New studio. New studio. New you. Yeah. <laughs> Took a brief hiatus <laughs> here to get moved in, but uh, yeah, we're we're all set. We're ready to rock now. Um, Way too many stairs, though. <laughs> yeah, I can't handle for, it. For, for a guy with two ACLs, it's too many stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robbie's, uh, Robbie's still on the men here uh, with the ACL, but uh, rehab's coming along, and you, uh, you've actually got some bend in that thing now. So yeah, I could get it like a full 90 degrees right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Oh, yeah. Oh. Look at that. Flexibility. <laughs> All right, let's hope, let's hope uh, Leonard Fournette has that this oh, year with the hamstrings. Well, it's, it's, it depends if he wants to have that. Uh, <laughs> Those LSU guys in general. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, Darius. Oh. oh. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Tigers. Today we got a good episode for you guys. Uh, we're going to dive into the uh, AFC West here to continue with our division analysis. And then uh, we're going to give you a little bit of fun segment at the end, uh, get to know us a little bit, uh, the, this or that that we've uh, been doing thus far. But uh, with that, guys, uh, let's get right into it. We're starting off with the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. Yeah, this is a 4-12 uh, and 12 football team uh, last year, guys. Uh, a team that was 1-7 and seven on the road. Um, just had a tough year in Gruden's first year. Um Really tough ranks. Uh, offense was ranked 23rd in yards. Defense, 26th. Um, for my money, I'm far more concerned about the defensive side of the football than uh, on the offensive side. But let's get into it a little bit here. So, uh, Derek Carr season was 4,000 yards, uh, 19 touchdowns, 10 picks, um, 69% completion. Um, so, nice. Um, their nice. big splash move of the offseason, guys. I mean, they they've made a real splash. Richie and Guy 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 oh, yeah. I mean, I thought that guy was like borderline homeless. <laughs> I, like I thought he was like insane on the corner of like Tempe, Arizona, like talking to mice. Like I, <laughs> that guy was born to be a raider. <laughs> I, think, I think so. Like, this is he fits the culture. This is a good move for them. Um, we'll see. They they definitely need some O line help. Uh, they uh, they struggled with sacks last year. Um, giving up 53 in total. That was uh, tied for fifth in the league uh, in terms of worst uh, amount of sacks given up. So, um, obviously, uh, bringing in uh, Trent Brown will help them out at uh, right tackle. But, um, you know, I I still have concerns about the offensive line, and I think um, that's a general problem with this team on both sides of the ball uh, in the trenches. I think they're a little weak. They're trying to address it, but... Um, I don't think it's enough right now. Obviously, uh, the real big splash move of the offseason for the Raiders was the AB signing. Um, I think that's a great move. I actually kind of like their wide receiver room now with um, AB, Tyrell Williams coming over from the uh, Chargers, and then uh, J.J. Nelson in the slot. And then you've got perhaps the um, definition of a Gruden grinder coming in this year's draft, Hunter Renfro. Like, Love him. 
I think that might be the thing I'm looking forward to the most in Hard Knocks is just like Gruden, like just gushing over Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Essentially, like I envision Gruden just trying to live through Renfro because like that just seems like his kind of a guy. So we'll see how that plays out. But um, you know, overall, I'm I'm not really picking this team to to do much this year. I. I'm concerned primarily on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, this is a team that had the least amount of sacks in the NFL last year, only 13. And um, they lost a good portion of those uh, when they traded uh, Bruce Irvin, um, their DN. And, um, you know, they're, they're trying with Cleveland Farrell, uh, their first-round pick. We'll see what he can become. A lot of people thought that that was a reach in the draft. Uh, you know, it remains to be seen. I don't hate the pick. Um, you know, if, if you feel that strong about the guy, then go up and get your guy, but, um, you know, there were definitely some some good pass rushers still on the board there. There are a lot of good pass rushers in this draft. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that did seem like a reach. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it just seems like they're they're sitting there relying on guys like Arden Key um, and uh, uh, Mo Hurst. Mo Hurst. Mo Hurst, like, and it's, and it's going to be them, too, and Cleveland Farrell, and it's like, hey, like... <laughs> Please go out there and produce uh, sack production because I don't know who else is going to do it. And yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned about this team on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they went out and they paid Lamarcus Joyner a ton of money for a guy that's got like three career interceptions. Like, I I don't I don't see a lot of playmakers on that side of the ball. Um, I think Gary and Conley is a good side a uh, good player in coverage, but outside of that, um, I still think this is going to be a bottom third defense and. Uh, ultimately, yeah, I think it's going to hold them back. What are your guys' thoughts on the Raiders this year? Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you on the offensive part. Okay. I, I think their O-line is probably top five in the league. Whoa, okay. Ooh, okay. With the additions of uh, Trent Brown, uh, Richie Incognito, uh, you got Colton Miller going into his second year. And then yeah, but the other two, Colton Miller didn't look that great last year. If he's your weakest link... Um, I, I I mean, he is the weakest link on this whole line, but I still think it's great. What is your uh, argument for Richie Rodney Hudson's a great player. Gabe Jackson, both those guys yeah. have been mainstays. You had Richie Incognito, Trent Brown, two proven veterans into the mix. Colton Miller, even if he's average, this is still top 10, top 5 O-line, right. in my opinion. Um, they, they really did a good job of addressing it in uh, free agency. I, I think this could be pretty good offense, maybe top 10. Okay. Um, Derek Carr threw for four thousand yards last year. He's throwing to nobodies. Yeah. You know, Jared Cook was his number one. Uh, they added, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer Antonio Brown. Yep. Into the mix with JJ Nelson, Tyrell Williams drafted Hunter Renfro. You signed Josh Jacobs. It's a whole new set of skill players yeah. for a guy that threw four thousand yards last year. And then on top of improving that offensive line, I, I just see this this offense, you know, being top ten, top five. There's enough talent there. Um, I don't see many weaknesses. They tight ends a weakness, but I, I can see John Gruden sort of going away from that, doing some uh, three wide out and one receiver sets. Yeah. Now I actually I really like what they did in the first round. Uh, starting off with Cleveland Farrell, like like we talked about, people thought it was a reach, but then you go uh, with the running back, uh, you get Josh Jacobs, and then you get um, Jonathan Abrams uh, at safety. safety. He's going to be their safety probably for the next eight to ten years. Um, I think he's a really strong player. Um, you know, it, it remains to be seen. What are your thoughts, uh, Adam, on the running back room here? Because I know you're a big uh, Josh Jacobs fan. 
Uh, I mean, I love the love the room. You got you know Jalen Rashad mm-hmm. out there, pass catcher, running back. He can be spell Josh Jacobs for third down a couple yeah. times. Uh, you still got the muster ham- hamster Doug Martin. Um, yeah, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I mean, he just he just signed his uh, rookie deal, uh, so he'll be at camp. That's uh, that's big for him Huge. to learn the offense. Uh, I know John Gruden probably wouldn't yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be playing him if he wasn't there. And it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see this all happen on Hard Knocks too with Gruden. That that's it's gonna be. This is a team that's that needed hard knocks. Yeah, um, hard knocks is gonna just bump Josh Jacobs up no. so hard. Yep. I mean, I, I was like, like in looking at him, like a like what third, fourth round. I think he's going like fourth he's going round. very early third yeah. round right now. Yeah. Well, is how thir- early how, third now? How much do you think they're actually gonna give him the ball? Because I think uh, we can all agree the talent's there. It's he's, more about he's not like I'm telling you, Jalen Richard at 81 targets last year, which is a very good amount for a running back. Like, I don't anticipate that changing at all. I think he's a two-down player. Um, I think he's got... No, I mean, in the context of this team, he's a two-down player because Jalen Richard, I think, is a lock on that third-down role. You think they can use them both at the same, on the same field? I think they can. Yeah, absolutely. Third down, Josh Jacobs can pass block, too. That's a, that's one thing Jalen Richard can't yeah, do. Yeah, um, yeah it, it'll be interesting to see how many carries he gets, though. I uh, know in Alabama... Nick Saban didn't really give him the full load. Right. Um, maybe that's maybe he knew something that you know we don't. Um, but it'll be interesting, and I think we'll see sort of that play out in Hard Knocks, um, and then early on in the year we'll probably get a good judgment of what his workload is going to be. Okay, Robbie, what are your thoughts on the Raiders? Well, first of all, they uh, just my my thoughts about them um, getting rid of Khalil Mack because he wasn't really a team player, and then they go out and. Um, Get Antonio Brown, Richie Incognito, and Vontez Perfect in the same room. That is kind of interesting to me. Yeah, um, but... Khalil Mack, not a team player. I think he's the richest person ever to show up to voluntary mini camps. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's literally not missing a workout for hey, the Bears. Right now. When you have a cash flow problem, you got to make up stories. <laughs> Khalil Mack's a bad locker room guy. I don't know about that. Yeah, I think you just have a cash flow issue. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying that. But, but go ahead. But, uh, but anyways, I, I I could see the Raiders being top ten, top f- in, in offense. Um, top five seems kind of like a stretch to me. I, I mean, if anything, I'd say they could be pretty average and maybe be a little above average and surprise people even at that. Um, but yeah, they've got a whole bunch of new pieces in, yep. and, and I mean, they had a bunch of they had three first rounders they had to use. So um, this is going to be a brand new team. It's going to be interesting to see how they come out firing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, my context on this team. I actually, I think they have potential to be in the top half of the league in offense. Um, my overarching point, though, is I don't expect this team to be above five hundred. I, I think they're, I think they're a less than seven win team, and I'm pretty confident in that just because I that defensive side of the ball I have no confidence in. I mean, Vegas kind of agrees with you. Yeah. What, what's their over under at? They're at six right now. Six. So I'm taking you over. I think. The defense is definitely concerned. They got like a piecemeal defense with mixes of you know really young players and older veterans that are you know towards their end. But I don't. I see. I see too many playmakers on this offense and like really steady offensive line. Um, Derek Carr, if if he takes that you know the season he had in 2017, duplicates it. This this is an eight win team. I think. Whoa. I th- I think it's very possible. I. I've been more lately leaning towards Raiders. They might actually do a little something. Um, I kind of 
earlier on kind of just put them out and dust like not even thinking about them and this more i'm thinking about them yeah they they've got the potential to at least get to 500 really and they were they were playing better at the end of the year last year um i think just another full year of uh gruden's offense and still that i could see this team seven eight wins that's i I would definitely take the over on that six one bet okay all right um, well, I think that's a good time, guys, to move on to our next team. We're going on to the uh, Denver Broncos here. The Denver Broncos. All right, take it away. All right, Denver Broncos. Um, biggest probably move they made all year uh, offseason was hiring Vic Fangio. Um, they got rid of Vance Joseph, RIP Vance. Uh, he ended up in Arizona. <laughs> He's there <laughs> on the field. <laughs> Our friend Sergio Dip. God, they need to bring him back. Yeah, man, that guy was fun. Okay. Um, sorry, get this loaded up. Okay. Um, they had a dead. Ed Donatello also came from uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, really good. DB, DB guru. Yeah, DB guru. Um, for a team that already has a lot of, you know, good corners. Um, I think that's gonna be a big move. They also hired Mike Munchak as their offensive line coach, and I think this is pretty big because you know oh, he's yeah, he's known as one of the best offensive line coaches in the league. He interviewed for that job. Yeah, coaching <laughs> <laughs> He interviewed for it. Yeah, I think I mean just getting both Vic and Mike Munchak on the same. I mean, like you said, they both interviewed. I think that's a win for uh, the Broncos. Yeah. Um, some of the other offseason signings: uh, Jawan James. Uh, they brought him over, uh, right tackle from Miami. Really good young player. They got Kareem Jackson. Uh, Bryce Callahan also came over from the Bears. Um, and then jumping Joe Flacco, QB. Uh, they traded for him. Uh, don't know about Joe. <laughs> it's, it'll Neither be did the Ravens. <laughs> I mean, he's I mean, going to be the starter. He's, he's going to be the starter. I don't know how long he'll last. Yeah, I just don't know about his fit in this offense. Um, you know, going forward, they drafted Noah Fant in the first round, tight end from Alabama. Um, definitely a lot of potential with him, but I, I don't really see him contributing much mm-hmm. year one. Um, grabbed an O-lineman, second round. Drew Locke, drafted in the second round also. Steal how far he dropped from. It is, yeah. They, I mean, I think, you know, out of all the quarterbacks, he, that's definitely the best value for last year's draft. Um, as far as subtractions, uh, they lost, you know, two starting offensive linemen. Um, Billy Turner and Matt Paradise. Uh, lost Bradley Roby, uh, Brandon Marshall, uh, Shaquille Barrett, um, all defensive players. Um, I mean, I think they had an all right off or off season. Um, I just don't, I don't know how you guys feel about this team, but there isn't a whole lot of like high end talent outside of you know Bradley Chubb, Von Miller. Yeah. I mean, you got Emmanuel Sanders; he's sort of aging. Derek Wolf, coming, coming off Chris Harris, yeah, that's yeah. a tough one. All to those guys are age. all those yeah. guys are aging. I mean. I like what they did with their coaching staff and their hires and, you know, some of the draft picks. But, I, I mean, I think Vic took over a pretty pretty bad team. I don't know. How, how do you guys feel about the Broncos? Yeah, I would agree um, to touch on the offensive side of the ball first. Um, that, uh, that passing attack uh, just does not seem like it's going to be prolific in any sense. Um, I do believe that um, Cortland Sutton is a good player. I think um, they have something that they can build on there. But I also think that's going to be really their only outside threat. I don't expect Emmanuel Sanders, unfortunately, to come back strong at his age uh, off of a bad Achilles injury that is just not, not a very good... Not like late. Yeah, not, there's just not a good track record um, for guys coming off that injury, especially at his age with the wear and tear he already has. Um, 
I'm I mean, not I mean, I'm not nuts about Joe Flacco. Um, we'll see. I mean, he's he's just kind of a statue back there, and you you better hope the line holds up. Um, I I think they've got they've got something to work with in Philip Lindsay, but I I also I don't know that he's going to get as much of the ball as he should because it's it's a crowded room with uh, Royce Freeman and Devontae yeah, Booker, who is that... somehow still employed. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't understand how Devontae Booker gets playing time, but he does. So um, It seems like he's a pretty solid pass blocker. Yeah, the, yeah. He, he could come out of the backfield. He must be. I mean, he <laughs> yeah. has to do he something. He can't run the ball. Yeah, he no. can't run. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got no he's got the dropsies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not too uh, high on this team. I mean, defensive side of the ball, I think they'll be – upper to middle tier um they're kind of aging on that side but um like you said adam they still got two very high-end talents and uh outside pass rushers at von miller and uh bradley chubb so i think the defense will keep them in games but I, i'm not envisioning a 500 team here something probably closer to six wins if you ask me robbie what are your thoughts uh my thoughts well yeah the running back backfield that's going to be a little interesting i mean philip Lindsay, he was looking real real good last year i mean he he grinded it out. He he's an undrafted guy from Denver area. Like this is like living awesome with his parents. Story, really. yeah. yeah, living with his parents. Um, just a great story for him. Um, it's gonna be. I don't know how his durability is gonna hold up another year. Um, I don't he's, know. He's got a pretty slow Royce frame. Freeman was a little hurt last year, so he wasn't really getting a whole lot of action. He was banged up every now and then. Um, I don't know if they try to go more like split it between the two. Um. I'm not really excited about either guy. Um, Cortland Sutton's probably yeah the only other intriguing guy, um, just because Flacco likes to whip it. And like Case Keenum last year, all he'd do is check it down to Emmanuel Sanders. Um, now it's going to be Cortland Sutton's shot to show what he's got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they, this team does have a pretty good defense. Um, they're one of the best pass rushing units in the league. You know, and in playing a mile high. They're going to be in some games. I can see them winning, you know, even maybe against some good teams at home with the, that good of a defense and, you know, playing it mile high. They got a good home field advantage there. But I, the over-under is at seven this year. I'm I'm hitting the under. Okay. I'm hitting the under. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm, I'm hitting the under. I'm pretty confident that this team's not sniffing seven wins. Um, again, yeah, I'm more yeah. confident in the Raiders and the Broncos. Yeah. The thing is with the the Broncos though is early on in the season, um, I know we've talked about this. And there's like a very consistent track record of teams going like teams going into Denver early on in the season and, and not winning games that they're favored to win yep. because I think it's uh, the altitude really uh, messes with them early on in the year, um, and they're not probably not fully conditioned yet not in like mid-season form mm-hmm. uh, so especially of, when it's hot out there. yeah i think it's it's kind of like uh some of those teams going to miami early in the year like the uh the elements have an effect so i think they could sneak out a few wins there but yeah i still think this team's not winning seven yep uh, definitely all right are we uh ready to move on to the chargers do we have a word from our sponsor we do if you're looking for getaway from the usual Look no further than Sam's Squirrel Sanctuary, home to a population of 450 squirrels from over 75 different breeds. Sam's is the place to go for your next outdoor excursion. Come on down and spend the day to explore the entirety of this 3,000 meter landscape. Take the time to feed these amazing rodents, acorns, pet them, even chase them around. 
Unfortunately, due to a recent lawsuit, you can no longer take any home. But that makes it even more of a reason to come down more often and visit some famous movie star red squirrels like Jerry, Terry, and Todd. Remember, Sam's Squirrel Sanctuary is your chance to break away from the usual. So make it out there today. All right. Thank you, Sam's Squirrel Sanctuary. Yeah, um, I can speak for... Myself that uh, I brought the kids out there and uh, yeah they've had a great time so absolutely Wait, you yeah have kids? No. <laughs> <laughs> whose kids are you there <laughs> are you just like going down the street like hey you want to come with me for the day <laughs> all right guys we are uh, moving on to the Chargers and I'm gonna turn it over to the man with the powder blue Melvin Gordon jersey on oh right yeah now. this this jersey is going in extinct in one or two ways oh. either melvin gordon's changing from 28 to 25 we've got some very topical news or here very recent news he m- might be demanding a trade so that um honestly this whole week leading up i was just thinking chargers they're pretty easy they're they're pretty much cookie cutter they're not a whole lot of changes um and then of course get thrown this news a little bit midweek so um we've got a little uh offense more questions to talk about what mm-hmm. what goes down um but i mean to start they've again not a whole lot of changes to me um i mean they drafted jerry tillery yep defensive tackle first round um i think he could find a good spot on this defense um i mean they they end up well they're losing antonio gates but um they're getting hunter henry back from um acl um it seems like he's going pretty well with uh, recovering there and should be set to start the season. I mean, it was what last year in like April he tore it or something. Yeah, he, he was active for the playoff games, right? Was he? I think so. I don't. I, I don't remember positive. that. Yeah, he, he, he didn't get a lot of target. Yeah, I think he was mostly think in right for, Adam, for yeah. pass blocking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was active, so I think he probably should be. Yeah, he'll he'll go. be good, full to go. Um, he'll be ready to take over that spot. Um, they lost Tyrell Williams. Um. But I don't see them as having that big of a loss with that. Um, that's a, that's as a crowded taking, wide receiver room. At yeah, least it was. It was. Yeah. Um, but I think they saw Mike Williams and didn't need to keep Tyrell just mm-hmm. because Mike Williams could probably do what he did except better. Uh, I mean, if you look at it, they're same height. They're both 6'4". I mean, you would think Tyrell Williams, he's like the burner, like small guy, but he's actually kind of comparable to Mike Williams. I think he ran his 40, like, just point like zero eight seconds faster than Mike. So, I I think Mike, the BMW himself, Big Mike BMW. Williams. <laughs> I, need to get, um, I need to get a Mike Williams jersey. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. BMW. I, I think he's going to just drive right into that role as the number two in that offense pretty well. And I think he's going to um, make a huge difference for that. Um, I, I take on Mike Williams here. I think he might lead the league in touchdowns this year for receiving. That's a, that's a little hot take. I mean, because for, a lot of the concerns are Hunter Henry coming back that he might steal more of the red zone looks. But I mean, I I could see it. I mean, the man had ten touchdowns last year on very limited targets. I mean, it's 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 easy to see his targets doubling this year. I mean, um, when you when you saw him get like at least ninety percent of the stat. There's two games he got like at least ninety percent of snaps. Both of them he scored twice. Um, so yeah, I I don't think it's that far off really. Yeah, he's a good red zone there. threat. He's, he's a very physical guy. Even if Hunter Henry takes away some of his red zone looks that he got from last year, um, I think Mike Williams still could do pretty well at 
going deep um, and grabbing something to pull in for a deep touchdown, kind of the way Tyrell Williams would. Um, I, I don't think that's completely out of his skill set. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like Mike Williams, too, just like you, Sadek. BMW. Yeah, I'm, uh, I agree with both of you guys. I think Mike Williams is uh, a guy that, that could be like a sneaky um, top 10, even potentially top 5 wide receiver in fantasy this year. Uh, I think if there's a steal at that position, um, it, I think it, it might be Mike Williams. Um, I think he's probably one of the um, best in the league at this point on the uh, the goal line fade. Oh, uh, 100%. Yeah, like... In, well, maybe besides Hopkins. Right, but. right. But... Um, Guys, he had 66 targets last year. Yeah. And that could, <laughs> yeah, that was, could easily double. It could double, I mean. His, his snap share was something around, like, the 60s. Yeah. Except for the games Keenan Allen and Tyrell Williams were out. Yeah. Um, but I, I think they liked what he they saw in him. And I know his rookie year, he wasn't he wasn't too healthy. He had a lot of back issues. Um, yeah. Last year, he seemed healthy, and he... He, he when he had when he had the chance he he made he made through on his targets. No, so. he was coming out strong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what what so, about the defensive side of the ball? So defensive side, I mean they're they're going to be above average. But this this team is just, in my opinion, above average on both sides of the ball. They're going to be be playing some good tight defense. Um, again, not really too many changes on the defensive side of the ball. I'm really seeing. Um, they, so I, um. I think this is a team that, again, could be slated to win the division, um, definitely playoffs. Um, but then, you know, I, I, I'm just going back to the offense just because this whole Melvin Gordon thing, it just throws a wrench in everything, yeah. in my opinion. Because you saw Austin Eckler, when Gordon was down, he couldn't handle the load. They kind of needed Austin Justin Jackson, Jackson there, yeah. in um, to kind of help out, which I would see it kind of being a timeshare, but... Um, man, Melvin Gordon, he just runs hard. And I, I can see why he has knee problems. He's always just trying to churn for that extra yardage, um, which makes him just a great running back to have. But um, if they don't give him the contract he wants, I think that's got to – that can't do anything but hurt the offense. It's interesting because I think that's a player who's better than his numbers say he is. Um and I wonder how that's going to play out in contract negotiations. Like, I think there's a potential for an impasse, and I, I honestly think that this this could get all the way to a trade. Um, I, I think this gets done. Like, he resigns. You think so? I mean, it, we're talking about it now. Like, he has this much of an impact on the offense. I'm sure the Chargers realize that. And, I mean, it, I think this, I mean, they're, they're, they're playoff and championship windows. They're in a window. To, yeah, they're, they're coming yeah. to a close. I think they get this done because if you lose Mar- Melvin Gordon on this team, I I don't see this How team making a run. How many Rivers have left? The contract think, or just? No, just like in you, the NFL period. Uh, he's got probably like one or two. Yeah, as many, yeah, I don't think it's that many. Yeah. He's lost uh, He's lost a good couple miles an hour off the fastball. and Yeah, Yeah, he's uh, not as strong, but he's he's still pretty accurate. Yeah, he's I mean, still pretty he, accurate. He's a, he's a guy who take your team deep yeah so yeah they this is their window they, they gotta jump on it yeah i can uh, see philip rivers trying to play for another four years though i think this team another is four cool. years another four kids <laughs> at least at least <laughs> i do think the identity of this team though is is shifting uh over the defensive side of the ball like it's i think it's melvin ingram and, and bosa um like those are the guys that are kind of the new face of the chargers along with Melvin Gordon, or at least it was. Derwin James. <laughs> Derwin James, yeah. Absolute like, stud. Yeah. Uh, what a rookie year he had. Um, 
I, I think this defense takes another step forward next year, and I think um, I think they're their top ten, top five unit in the NFL. Um, and I, I envision the Chargers to make another strong playoff run. Um, I think they've got a good chance to win the division too. I I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at their defense. I mean, they they got some great starters and Casey Hayward and there's Adrian Phillips, Derwin James, you know, Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa. I I agree with you guys. I I, I just don't see this. This team has too much talent. I mean, it, it does depend on Melvin Gordon. Though. Yeah. If they trade him, you know, this is maybe a borderline playoff team. Um, but if they can find a way to resign him, I think this is one of the you know the safest bets to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Anything else to add on the uh, Chargers? Did you guys are you guys concerned at all about how bad they got beat by the Patriots in the playoffs? I mean, they they got they got boat boat raised. I mean, the Patriots in the playoff are a whole different animal. Yeah, they right. they they come they only show up in the playoffs. They they take like the first five weeks off of the season. They're like, ah, we don't really care. Just get to get mid form right for the playoffs. It is a little concerning though. Yeah, I mean, like Chargers played the Chiefs you know good last year i mean they, those are two comparable teams and then you know chiefs played patriots pretty good and chargers got absolutely demolished so i anthony lynn's a young coach um that's that's some more maybe what i was yeah. getting at do you think this coaching uh i mean anthony I mean, he's got i think he's ken wasn't hunting gus bradley as his coordinator yeah. those those are two really experienced guys right. but yep i think i think he's learning i think i think him like the rest of the team will just continue to improve uh you know I, that that game doesn't concern me um you know these uh you know occasionally there's been a lot of people that have run up against a lot of good players have run up against bill belichick and got their ass kicked i mean like even <laughs> even the end of the their win against the ravens though i mean that game was over and then yeah. in the fourth quarter they, <laughs> they they, I, like that would have been one of the worst <laughs> collapses of all time like they were they couldn't even get a first down in the first three quarters yeah. and then they give up three touchdowns i yeah, I'm, I'm just a little concerned about the playoff or the uh, head coaching, yeah. um, you know, because those 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 are two bad games. Yeah, and then those are in the playoffs. So, well, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that Baltimore game because they absolutely. So, that regular season game they played the Ravens. The Ravens actually beat them mm-hmm. in San Diego, if I uh, or in uh, L. A. If I recall correctly, um, and that was right in the middle of the Lamar mania when they were just running the ball fifty times a game. Um, and I thought the Chargers took that game, and, and when they went to Baltimore in the playoffs, I thought they dialed up an amazing game plan. Um, they kept the spy on Lamar the entire game. Um, Bosa and uh, Ingram held contain on the outsides, and and they just they dominated them. And when uh, at the end of the game they they uh, gave up a little bit of a cushion, I mean they dropped back in coverage, and they just kind of said, "All right, we're up three scores. Like you're not going to beat us deep." So we'll make it we'll nickel and dime down the field sort of thing. Um, you know, I think that was more of a game plan change uh, mid game than anything else. Yeah. Uh, that that doesn't concern me. Yep. All right, on to the Chiefs. On to the Chiefs, guys. All right, so um, you know, so the man that has a Jamal signed Jamal yeah, Charles jersey I'm, I'm, hanging I'm in our studio at the greatest of all time, uh, Jamal Charles, his signed jersey looks over us uh, proudly. Um, Did he officially retire? Or is he still looking to come back with the team? You know, I, I think he's I done. I didn't. I don't remember an official retirement. We were we were at that um, Bears Chiefs game where he went yes. down and his career was pretty much over. 
which was kind of uh, that was sad to see. That was sad to see. Yeah, he was on your I mean, fantasy team, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bears won that day. <laughs> Big Bears won. Yeah. Jay Cuddy slinging it. <laughs> John Fox Bears. How about that? Um, no, I mean, with the Chiefs, it all starts and stops with uh, Pat Mahomes here. Guys, last year, um, one of the uh, best seasons the NFL's ever seen. Um, Mahomes put up 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, 12 picks. Um, postseason, he looked every bit as good. Um, in the spotlight, he moved the Chiefs up and down the field uh, in both those games versus the Colts and uh, the Patriots. Uh, really lost that Patriots game just because the defense couldn't get a stop at any point in the second half of that game. Um, big offsides call. Yeah, yeah. Big offsides. Um, Dole Ford. Yeah, well, he's not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's here's kind of what told the uh, tale of the tape, though, for the Chiefs last year. Uh, in yards, uh, offensive rank first. Uh, defensive rank in yards, 31st. Um they were just giving up air yards uh, like it was nobody's business. Um, a lot of that was just because of the uh, game script that the Chiefs often found themselves in. They often would uh, jump out to these big two, three-score leads, and then it was just um, you know teams just airing it out trying to come back. But, um, I mean, the Chiefs were consistently giving up you know mid-20s to low-30s a game. Um, I think... We'd be doing a disservice if we if we didn't emphasize this enough. Uh, the importance of Tyree Kill to this team. Yes. Um, say what you want about the the man himself, but I don't think you can argue against that he's one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. And his presence on the field completely changes the way that a team has to game plan against you. And I don't think we can understate um, enough the importance of his looming suspension. Um, I don't know if there's a better combo in the NFL than Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I mean, I mean, those were, two are made for each other as far as on other. the field compatibility. It, it amazes me Hill's contested catch rate, given his size. Um, yeah, that's the most surprising part. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's an unbelievable talent. Um, from, from the stories that have come out, I mean – not not the greatest guy, but um, you know we're we're trying to keep it on the field here. Um, I think that his suspension. I think right now, what seems to be consensus, it's going to land around six games. Yeah, could be as low as four, but um, could be as high as like eight to ten. But I think where it's kind of settling is six. I could see this team possibly going two and four, three and three during that stretch. Um, I don't think they're half the explosive team as they were last year without him on the field. Um, well, the thing about Tyreek, I mean, if you just watch watch him, just if you just key in on him, you you don't people just think like, hey, he's just a fast guy. He can burn people mm-hmm. deep, or as the play breaks down, he can just find the opening, which he does. He can take I mean, a shell across that, to the yard, but his cuts are just yeah. so smooth and so quick. It's unbelievable. He just get can get open just like that, just right off the line. And that really helps him um, just being an extra dynamic, um, a threat to defenses that they have to plan to when he's gone. Um, they're only looking at Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey as receivers. I don't think Damian Williams is that much of a threat. Yeah. And to, emphasize that point further 
Last year, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey accounted for over 50% of the target share in that offense, which is massive for two players. Oh, yeah. Um, no other player on that team had more than 55 targets. Absurd. Sammy Watkins didn't have 55? He had, he had 55 targets. How many targets. games was he out for? He was out for he a played, little bit, I think right? he played in 10 games. Damn, he had pretty 10? good stats for only getting 55 targets. So, obviously, I think uh, Watkins... Is uh, numbers will increase, but what I'm trying to get at here is it's really a two man show uh, in terms of that passing offense. It's it's really either going to Travis Kelsey or it's going to Tyreek Hill. Um, I I'm still wondering what we're gonna see out of Damian Williams. Uh, looked very good in the playoffs, um, but it's also easy to look good when you've got. Tyreek Hill taking the top off of the defense. Um, you can't you can't put eight in the box against the Chiefs. So we'll see if that can continue or how uh, Damian Williams looks. Um, you know, especially when Tyreek Hill's not not on the field. But um, yeah, when you looked at um with and with Kareem Hunt and yeah. with Damian Williams, they were far better with Kareem Hunt. Yeah, that was a as well as he did it in his role, Damian Williams. It was still. Definitely a noticeable downgrade for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, you know he had nice production for when he was in, but I mean he's he's twenty seven, which is pretty old for a running back. Um, he doesn't he's have not, a ton of mileage. Really get, yeah, yeah, exactly. it doesn't have a ton of mileage, but um, I don't think he's like an explosive player by any means. Um, they brought in uh, Carlos Hyde. I think he's going to help in some of those short yardage situations. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't know that. Damian Williams is is a proven commodity right now, and uh, he's going really high in, in fantasy drafts, uh, early second round. Um, people, I think, are just banking on the offense. But um, Andy Reid, running back, right, right. I I don't know if it's as cut and dry as that though. Um, I do want to get to the defensive side of the uh, ball here because they're they made a lot of changes. Um, as we talked about earlier, D Ford gone. Uh, it was traded to the 49ers. They brought in uh, Frank Clark. Frank Clark is 26 years old. He's at 32 sacks in his last three seasons, uh, 13 sacks last year. Um, special talent. Got his big payday with the Chiefs. Uh, be interesting to see what he does coming off the edge uh, for the Chiefs here. I think you know he'll give them a, a pretty strong pass rushing threat. I think he'll be an improvement over what uh, D Ford or Justin Houston was for the last couple years. Um, that being said, they lost exactly that. D Ford and Justin Houston. Um, that's Eric Berry. Did he Eric, officially retire? Eric Berry. I don't know he's if he's unsigned. officially retired, but he's still unsigned. Um, I, one of the best moves of the off season though, I think was to add Tyron Matthew. Um, Absolutely. I feel like Tyron Matthew has been written off a couple times. Uh, and I'm not sure why, because he's extremely talented. Is still one of the best safeties I think in the NFL. Um, in terms of depth pieces, they added Emmanuel Ogba. Um, that's kind of a guy that never really reached his potential with the Browns. We'll see, um, kind of what he can do as a depth piece. Um, you know, at the, um, linebacker position, you've got Hitchens and Ragland, um, decent, but nothing special at linebacker. Um, and then, you know, on the outside at the corner positions, not very special talent there. I mean, really, their only playmaker in the secondary is uh, Tyron Matthew. So 
Uh, we'll see their draft picks, uh, Nicole Hardman, in the second round uh, out of Georgia. A lot of people are high on him to take a piece of this offense. I'm I'm not sure that that's really something I would count on. Um, no. Juan Thornhill out of Virginia. He's going to probably be their starting safety opposite uh, Tyron Matthew to start the year. So I think he's he's kind of an unknown at this point. I mean, um, we'll, we'll see what he can bring to the table. But um, I think where I'm landing on the Chiefs is that I definitely think I can't see a, a world where they're not at least a, a wild card team. I really think the Chargers have a chance to, to beat this team in the regular season, though, and and um, I I could easily see the Chiefs coming out as the wild card rather than the uh, AFC West division winner. I'm uh, interested to get your guys' thoughts. I agree. I'm I'm surprised you didn't mention um, Kansas City losing uh, Mitch Morse. Oh You're yeah, talking center, about him a yeah. little uh, with the Bills a while ago. Yeah, with yep. the Bills, and that's honestly to me that's a huge loss yeah. for that offensive line. Um, might. That might hurt Mahomes a little bit. Yeah, the only um, thing with Morris is his availability the last few years has been, um, you know, not great. He's been hurt, uh, but continue. Yeah, but, um, yeah, overall, I, I agree with you. This team, I mean, I like the Chargers a lot better this year than the Chiefs. Uh, a lot of it comes down to the Tyreek Hill suspension, yeah. which is still up in the air. I don't, who knows when we're going to hear anything? I don't yeah. think they said anything. Um but assuming they have like a six game, yeah, I I I put them um, behind the Chargers finishing this year. Yeah, and that defense, it they change it like everything. Yep. And when you do that, it's tough to get going like all on the same page right away. So that's an extra bump down for them for that first couple games of the season. Um. So the, we'll see. I. I don't think this defense is going to be much better than last year, to be yeah. honest. I, I do think we'd be remiss, too, if we didn't at least mention uh, Chris Jones, uh, their D-tackle, um, who had an outstanding yeah, year mm-hmm. as an interior pass rusher. Um, actually didn't receive uh, All-Pro. That's not. that's insane. Yeah, which is which is stunning. I mean, there's there's a lot of good talent uh, in there. Like He's kind of going up against the Aaron Donalds of the world uh, when it comes to that. But... Um, you know, I still think it's a two-man show in terms of their pass rush. I don't think they're going to get it from anybody else. Um, just like last year, um, you know, it, at least they had three options where it was Houston, uh, Ford, and uh, Chris Jones coming off, um, you know, coming at the quarterback. This year, it's really just Jones and uh, Frank Clark. So it'll be interesting to see if they can still generate the same level of pass rush. Um, but, yeah, I, I have concerns about this defense. And like I said... I, I think they're a 500 team, I think at best, during the Tyree Kill suspension. Um, and then, uh, you know, like, you lose three games during that stretch, I think the Chargers could be 12-4. and four. I mean, that, that might be enough right there to pretty much lose the division for you. What, what's uh, what's the Chiefs sitting at it over under this year? Ten and a half. Ten and a half, yeah. Do you want to go, go over it a little bit after this? Yeah, well, go we're going to touch on those, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I... I, I'm 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 confused on this team because, you know, they were a great team last year. Um, they revamped their defense. I I like some of the moves they made on, you know, bringing in Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, I think, is and Frank Clark, just two you know all pros at their positions. Yeah. Um, that'll that'll definitely help, and I think just adding that much star talent 
star power to a defense, you know, maybe that, you know, high tide raises all boats mentality where that defense, you know, becomes better. Even though some of the talent says that they're still an average defense at best. Um, but on offense, I do have my concerns. And this offensive line wasn't good last year, and they, they lost, you know, big big center there um, with Morse. And, you know, if Tyree kills out for, you know, six, maybe eight games, I could see this offense, you know, as hard as it is to say. They don't, I mean, last year they had Kareem Hunt. They had Tyree Kill for, you know, majority of the year. Um, and, and you saw that once Kareem Hunt left, it took a little downturn. I mean, if you lose Tyree Kill as well, and, you know, they, they don't really have good replacements for those guys. Damon Williams is okay. Yeah. Carlos Hyde, same thing. I mean, if, you, if you're relying on Demarcus Robinson and Nicole Hardman to be, you know, huge contributors to that offense, I that's, that's a lot to ask. One thing I think that's key with Tyreek Hill being out too, um, and I think we keep emphasizing this just because it is such a large, uh, he has such a large impact on their game plan because uh, he's a special player. But uh, a lot of what the Chiefs do is these option routes um, like most teams do in the NFL where, um, you know, if, if there's a blitz, um, you know, somebody on the outside will, will do like a quick uh, in or, uh, you know, they'll cut their route off short, like a quick slant, uh, or change it to, a, you know, like a drag route. And what's key about that with Tyree Kill is Tyree Kill did not face press coverage very much because you literally can't do it with him because he'll, he'll just burn you. And so when you take that away, um, that means he, he kind of had free reign to do whatever he needed underneath, especially on blitz routes when, you know, he would option to some of those shorter routes. Um I think without him, they're going to be missing that, and and it's going to take away kind of uh, Mahomes' quick underneath option um, when the offensive line may be stressed in terms of a blitz. Yeah, I don't think Mikko um, Hardman could do what Tyreek did. Yeah, I was just looking at reviewing like some Mikko Hardman game film, like he's fast. He's a fast guy, but I all of his runs were just like wide turns. He wouldn't really cut much. He was mostly just relying on speed. I don't think he's the replacement that people would be expecting. Yeah. Um, and then also with um, Mahomes, I don't think we mentioned that now defenses are also going to have game film on him. Yeah. They had nothing to really work for besides that one game he played against the Broncos um, in his rookie season. So I think they got a lot to work with. And you saw the Patriots were able to contain him pretty well. So that – that's another challenge for that offense. Yep. All right. Um, well, with that, do we want to switch over here to the uh, over-unders and kind of recap all those? Sounds good to me. Good to me. All right. So let's start it back with the Raiders. Raiders we have right now at over-under six. Okay. Um, again, I think that's a very good number. If I had to take anything, I think I'd take the under. I'd be the over here. I mean... They seem like a team that could surprise. Yeah, yeah, I'm all in on the over here. I think, I mean, they have as talented as an offense, in my opinion, as anybody in this in this division. Um, I think, I think they're going to walk into six games and then, you know, win or two they got, there. They got a over. last place schedule too. Yep. Yeah. Which, yep. yeah, you don't want to discount that. That definitely helps. Yep. Um, Denver Broncos at over under at seven. Under. <laughs> Quick pivot here. Do you think you think 
the hard knocks will have any impact on the over underline because we're sitting here yes. in July. Do you think that will go up just because of the publicity? I can see. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. get, get your get people your, are gonna get see your Raiders like, bets in now, fellas. We're going to see Antonio Brown like catching a deep one from yeah. David. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> and on the underside of things, I'm going to wait. All those hard. <laughs> did did I say those... David Carr? I think I did. Yeah. David. What's going to come in? They both have eyeliner. So. <laughs> David Carr's got a slimy <laughs> ass mustache on the NFL Network right now. <laughs> All right, uh, Denver Broncos though. Under, under. Wait, what's the line at? Seven. Okay, under, under. under. I think seven is their cap. Yeah, yeah. I they're not touching five hundred. How do they? How do I don't know. I don't see how they win more than seven games. Like unless Joe Flacco I think, turns into like an MVP candidate. I think that's probably one of the easiest bets. Like oh five Flacco. Yeah, or whatever. I mean, no. <laughs> that's one of the that's the elite Flacco bets year. That's on the board right now. I think. All right, uh, what are we thinking for the Chargers? Chargers over under nine and a half. Over. Yep. Um, I'm that's, a pound full, that's another easy one. That's a full win under the Chiefs. Full win under the Chiefs at I ten guess. and a half. And what do you I guys guess. think about that? Okay. Um, that's probably the toughest one. That's that's a tough one, especially a lot sit, comes down. That's, it's a, sit that's, a, and a, half. that's a good line. I'd I'd lean under, but then not 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 strong conviction there. I'm leaning that they're going to win ten. Tops. I, I think they can win eleven. I mean, they can't. I I think they there there's they could win eleven. I think definitely. they're gonna be hard pressed to win twelve. It's a good line. It's a good line. I'm like in ten. I, I actually 10 wins. I'm gonna land on the under. I think it's more. I think it's more probable that they win ten than they win eleven. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Land, you can all agree that we're all landing on the under. I still think it's a good team, still a playoff team, but yeah, that's that's a tough line at ten and a half. All right, guys, we're going this or that. Um, again, this is a fun segment just so you guys can get to know us. We're going to kind of stay a little bit football-related, um, and it's it's not so much of a this or that type of question. But what I want to know this week, guys, is what has been your favorite color rush matchup? Favorite color rush matchup? Yeah. Oh, mine goes to the OG, the uh, the Jets Buffalo Bills were oh, like the Christmas. Legit, the Christmas were legit people who had color blindness, could not tell who was who. <laughs> so you're watching the game, you have no idea. That was man. Those were full color rush. They will never go back to the that. The NFL that. went too PC when they got rid of that. Like color rush NFL. Those were fun. Was, yeah, that the, was the, the Christmas unis. I, I will never forget that. Oh yeah, Robbie, what are, what are your thoughts? God, that that was the one I was thinking of. So, uh, do you got one in mind? I'm gonna try to. I do, I do. Um, My favorite that I've ever seen um, was Titans Jags. I was going to mention that. Jags with like the mustard yellow jerseys (laughs) and then the Titans with the all powder blues. Like, oh, that was phenomenal. I think Derrick Henry went off for like 150 yards that game. I think when they started the color rush, they they put the color rush on matchups that were terrible. Like Jets Bills, (laughs) Jags Titans, and then they're just like, we're going to excite this with color because the game won't be that exciting. (laughs) That was a clown move. Yeah, yeah. I was a big fan of that. Uh, Robbie, do you have one? I do not have one in specific, but, uh, you know, always a fan of the the, the Dolphins when they went all orange. Oh, yeah. Or like Seahawks all like. The crazy lime, lime green yeah, yeah. like those are those are <laughs> those yeah. made it great oh yeah i think one of the weaker ones was uh bears packers when bears went all navy and packers went all white i didn't like that one but that, that was weak yeah that was weak but all right guys i think that's gonna do it for us this week uh thanks for tuning in again uh make sure you guys follow us on twitter and snapchat at the sl football guys uh for adam for robbie thanks for tuning in and uh we'll see you guys uh in a bit
See ya.